everybody, and welcome to Cold Cuts, the show where no one, none of us, nobody, has read the script until you see us receiving it on your screens right here. We are on How'd You Survive the 21st Century, which is written by Ian O, based on a concept by Declan Grogan. Growing up, were you religious? If so, how did religion play a part in your life? What were the societal opinions on religion? Jackie talks about her trip to a fortune teller with Lexi at the restaurant. John comes back with food and talks about how it doesn't go with his religion being Catholic. Jackie needs to leave and pick up her little sister. So it's just John and Lexi. John feels more comfortable with Lexi, who is also Catholic. They talk about their religion, and Josie and Kellen arrive, and Kellen's unable to give his announcement. Josie's parents are Protestant, even though she herself is atheist. And Josie talks about how if she came out as a lesbian, she thinks her parents would go a little crazy. Kellen talks about how his parents are Buddhist, but they are still traditional and conservative. John and Kellen have basketball practice soon, and they leave. And while John and Kellen are at practice, Jackie returns to the restaurant. Josie and Jackie explain to Lexi why they don't believe in any religion. They think it's too political, restricting, and shameful. After practice, Kellen asks John about what their friendship would look like if he were to somehow be gay. John says nothing would change. So, Kellen comes out to John about being gay. John is accepting and cracks some jokes. He talks about how unexpected it all was. Kellen has dinner with John and his mom. The next day at Downtown Disney, Kellen comes out to the girls and the friends ask him how his parents reacted. He hasn't told them yet. He isn't ready. Everyone is excited for him, though. Lexi talks about how religion to her is about becoming a better person. And with a discussion and a waitress and waiter analogy, Josie and Jackie understand why religion is so important to Lexi. And Lexi understands why they are not part of a religion. After dinner, Lexi and John find seats for the fireworks and John confesses his feelings. Lexi doesn't feel the same way. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode four. We are a Twitch affiliate now, which means that we can get subscribers, and we would like to give a special shout out to our most recent subscriber, Lamasa or Yamasa. It's got the double L, so I just want to make sure that both of my options are covered here. So without further ado, I would love to introduce you to the actors who will be performing with us tonight. Actors, if you could please state the character that you are currently playing. And the title of this episode is COVID. So I would like to hear your predictions about what this episode might have to say about COVID based on what we have seen in previous episodes. How does this follow some of the themes that we have started noticing emerging? So let's start. Astrid WS. Hi, guys. So I'm Astrid. I play Jackie. Um, she is the eccentric weirdo of the group, and she probably has the most controlling parents out of all of everybody in the group. I've seen in the last few episodes, there's been like one or two years time jump between the episodes with a flashback. So it makes sense that now I guess we're in 2020. And I assume some people in the part of the group are going to experience some sort of racist events because of COVID. You know, this cast is entirely Asian. I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I did in the beginning parts of COVID experience a lot of racism, more like microaggression, verbal stuff, because I do work in healthcare and a lot of them were just subtly 
saying things to me. Luckily, I didn't have any issues with like physical assaults, but being part of Northern California, I have heard a lot of people in the area, especially San Francisco, experience a lot of racism and attacks with the Asian community. So hopefully not going to be too traumatizing of an episode, but definitely a really good topic for this episode. Well, remember that your emotional well-being comes before all else here. When we get to our discussion later, you are not at all expected or asked to at any point share any of your personal trauma if you don't want to share it. You don't owe us emotional labor. So just know that as we progress, if you need to walk out, feel free to walk out. We care more about you. A hundred percent. But, you know, if I can, I will stay. It's a very important topic. We'll just see how it goes. Of course. <laughs> I've noticed a lot of the episodes are getting more and more deep, which is very interesting. Up next, Lisa Von Verder. Hello, I'm Lisa. I'm playing Lexi Kim, love interest, cute gal from the Midwest. She's thinking about COVID in, I mean, it's everything Astrid just said. And it's also going into quarantine. So maybe we'll be getting to see some of like their interactions as they can't spend physical time with each other. Maybe Moshmose gets closed down. Who knows? <gasps> oh, no! Uh, <laughs> I'm not manifesting it. I'm just saying maybe. Don't! Uh, <laughs> no! Um, but yeah, I, I'm... Intrigued. I'm looking forward to seeing how the friend group kind of sticks together through COVID. Why would you do that to Moshmos? <laughs> Why would you put that out into the universe? It's an institution, Lisa. <laughs> Up next, Jacob Sung. Hi, I'm Jacob, and I play Kellen, and also Nico, who's John and Lexi's son in the future. And Kellen, who I play from the past, is kind of that kind of playful banner banter, uh, punch your shoulder kind of guy. And we learned in the in the last episode that uh, we don't know that much about Kellen's parents, but we know a lot about Mrs. O, John's parents. And on a different token from what Astrid was talking about, different aspect, we might see what the other spectrum of parents are like, those who aren't as uh, accepting as, as John's parents, more so as COVID kind of gets us into the more home environment where we might see some more of those family dynamic kind of scenarios. So yeah, that's what, that's what I'm expecting. Yeah, it would be interesting to see more of the home life of everyone. The only home life that we really get a chance to see is John and Lexi's adulthood with their children and the very brief glimpse of John's mother. Up next, Crystal Lee. Hello, my name is Crystal and I play Josie as well as Eileen, uh, John and Lexi's daughter in the future. And for this upcoming episode, I a lot of what Astrid said is pretty much exactly what I was uh, thinking when you said the title was COVID. Because as we move into, like, with COVID came this, like, inextricable rise in hate crimes and racism against Asian people, which is something that I think would be really valuable to touch on, especially with a cast like this and, a, like, with the characters kind of just growing up through it. Like, we all experienced that. And so I think there will be a lot to relate to in terms of, like, what people say, like the microaggressions or even maybe even, like, outright hate and, like, criming, you know? Like, hopefully not. But, yeah, it's those are all in the vein of possibility because that was the reality that we lived through. But, yeah, 
that's definitely something that I'm looking forward to touch on. But also, like, home life, which is cannot be underestimated. Like, we're all suddenly quarantined. Um, like, how a friend group survives after being like, you're forced to stay at home all day, making sure to stay safe. Like, you end up talking a lot more with your family. Like, what issues pop up if there's, like, you know, communication and all of that stuff? It all gets kind of pushed to the limit and put to the test when you're confined with them for a while. So that's definitely something I'd look forward to as well. I'm really scared for Moshmos now. Thanks, Lisa. Had not even crossed my mind. Not even a little bit until you said, and I was like, no. So yeah. Moshmos. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be spending this whole episode like just scrolling through. But yes, I agree, especially because this is probably the most contemporary episode that we've gotten to so far because we are still in the pandemic. Even I mean, we I know that we're kind of reaching what might be a tail end, but there's still a giant question mark because we had what we thought was a a tail end and then Delta happened. So I think that what's being covered here is very timely. And I am appreciating that there's a very heavy possibility that there will be a discussion that has to keep being had about the racism that was inherent in how we approached COVID. And on that note... Even though there's a somber tone, I would like to introduce Carl Jung, who is a very jocular fellow. <laughs> Hello. Hey, hey, everybody. My name is Carl. I play John in this wonderful story. And as we know, John's character, he's a fascinating character that doesn't seem to be 100% in confidence when it comes to communicating with his peers, but is very comfortable with his friends as he spends a lot of his time. He feels the need to work his best from there. And we've also learned more about his mother and how warm and welcoming and nice to be with. So there's a definitely good mother and son relationship there. So we might delve into more what do controlling parents have to do about this. As everybody here mentioned, the viruses um, affect not just infecting and killing people, but how this also affects towards the Asian American community due to the virus's origins. As much as I want to say a lot of positive things will happen, there's something that I do want to talk about that might actually be negative in, in the back of my mind. And it's not just Moshimo's getting erased. <laughs> there's that, of course. No, by all means, be negative. We want honesty here. But that, that's not it. That's the one mine is I saw on the topic of murder. Now, with a topic like murder and death, is it going to be an important character that's going to die? That's what I'm scared about. Like, I hope that doesn't happen, will it? And I don't think that'll ever happen. But with a topic like murder, something sadness is about to happen. And especially with all these important topics that should be discussed. Other than that, I think that's what I'd like to say. Well, I guess we'll have to look at everybody's contracts for how many episodes they've been they've been on for. To figure that out. But yes, thank you for your honesty. I, I need to double check mine then right away. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know that John John and Lexi, we know at least John, Lexi, Kellen, Josie make it through because of the references to their futures. Oh no, Jackie! Sure, no! <laughs> no, no way. No, I don't think it's Jackie. I think that Auntie Jackie just hasn't been, I just don't think Auntie Jackie's been relevant to the conversation yet. Let's hope whoever does get axed is some insignificant, unknown character that doesn't Let's exist. Let's just hope that nobody gets axed. Yeah, or that, that's even better. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
timeline-wise, are they going to be in college right now? Because the last episode, you know, it was their senior year. Um, they had just graduated. I feel like, yeah, right? Because they were in 2016 for their first year of high school. So that means they would have graduated 2020. So it'll be interesting to see where, like, is it the first year of college and now they're all back at home or something like that? I feel so bad for people who are actually going through that right now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Graduating straight into the pandemic. Like, you're already starting a new chapter when you go to college, but, like, then it's all thrown into chaos. Yeah. Freshman year is the worst year. Like, you're like, I have no friends. And now it's like, I have no school. Everything's distance learning. It's it's not good. Yeah, you can't interact with anybody. Especially, like, you have to talk with people you don't know through a computer screen, which makes communication actually harder than before. Yeah, like, if you're an introvert, that's really hard. And, like, or even you're an extrovert. Like, Josie's really extroverted. Like, how do you do that? Like, you can't have, talk to people face-to-face. You have to talk to them through a computer. Oh, ooh, there's a lot to tackle. This is juicy. All right, let's, yeah, let's go. Yeah, this is going to be a very weighty episode. So... Actors, platform, can you please send everybody their scripts right now? Okay, everyone's ready. How do you survive the 21st century? Episode four, COVID. Written by Ian O. Scene one, present day, 2042. Why is your next question going to be deeper? Well, it's about like the defining moment of 2020. Trump? The election, killer bees. Oh, come on. It's so easy. The bubble, NBA championship. Oh, Kobe's death. No, ah. Um, RBG's death, Chadwick Boseman, Alex Trebek, George Floyd. Wildfires, stock market, Prince Harry and Meghan. The coronavirus. Oh. How did you not remember? So much happened in 2020. But you're right, COVID was there. COVID was there? Isn't it supposed to be a huge deal? All my friends talk about how their parents say getting to school is like going to war. You have friends? Yeah, and they're real, unlike your little toy robots. It was a really big deal, but I guess it felt like it was always there. We just learned to live with it for like three years and it became normal. Alright, what's the question? Okay, what was it like living through the pandemic? Well, uh, the pandemic lasted a few years, both on an international and national level. It was also different state to state because of the politicizing of it. Yeah, it'll be a lot to cover, so maybe we can talk about the first few months when it seemed like the world was going to end. Let's start at Mo Schmoes again. And we begin at Mo Schmoes. Scene 2. February 2020. John, Kellen, Jackie, and Josie are at Mo Schmoes. As usual, Josie is eating. Mm, I love Mo. I would marry him if he gave me all this food for free. Mm. I guess you really want some Mo. That was terrible. You're terrible. Six out of ten. Damn. Mm. I wonder what food they'll have at prom. I can't believe it's in a week. It feels so soon. Yeah. Last year was April, but it's moved up now. Jackie, since you're going as my date, you have to look good. Even though this is about to be my first prom... I'm going to win prom king. Bro, you should be trying to look as good as Jackie. Oh my god, I better win prom queen. (laughs) With me as your date, you will. I'm glad I'm going with you. (laughs) Are you sure, dude? You didn't want to go with Lexi? (laughs) That was in December. I'm over it. He was not over it. Yeah, you are. At least you got clarity. It'll be a party of singles. Except for Lexi and Daniel. I'm happy for Lexi and Daniel. 
You can't just do our boy dirty like that. Lexi is also our girl. John had so many chances. Wow. It's okay, bro. No, 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 she's right. It doesn't matter. I already said, I'm over it. John was not over it. They're not together yet, but they're definitely a thing. I wonder if Daniel knows that John confessed to Lexi. I hope not. That would be super awkward if he did. Uh, It doesn't matter anyways. What matters is that we have fun. Lexi walks into Moshmo's. Dude, prom is canceled. What? But I've never been to prom. We have never been to prom. Why? I just got out of the student council meeting and I said we're going to have to cancel. Because... The coronavirus? Wait, wait, that that thing from China? From the bats? It's in the U.S.? Bro, there's no chance. When we get to school on Monday, we need to protest or something. This is our senior year. Everyone's phone notification goes off. They receive an email from the school district. There's not going to be another Monday. We have no more school? Hold on. I found a news article. It's only for a few weeks. We're going to be in a freaking lockdown. Oh, this is the ducking apocalypse. Every man for himself. Kellen runs up to the cashier. Give me all of your fries, now. Everyone is staring at Kellen. It's dead silent except for the 80s music playing in the background. Kellen looks around wondering why it's so awkward. The cashier says, Sir, this is a Moshmo's. Kellen, what the duck are you doing? Uh... Kellen becomes aware of his overreaction. The cashier is still staring at him blankly. Sorry, uh, here's two dollars. The cashier says, Sir, the small fries are two fifty. Right, uh, can you spot me fifty cents? The cashier shakes his head no. Kellen just puts the two dollars in the tip jar, smiles awkwardly, and turns around. Are you okay? Kellen, what the duck? The world is not ending. John said this lockdown should be a few weeks. Maybe prom will just be delayed. As long as we get our senior night. I've been looking forward to Universal Studios this entire year. I mean, that's all the way back in late May. We should be normal by then. Well, what if it doesn't get back to normal? I'll never experience prom. Our senior year is ducking over. Today was the last day of school. Wait, it's our last day of school. It's practically summer now. They can't just cancel class mid-semester. We still have to graduate. What if it's online? Uh, Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't matter anymore. I mean, we already submitted our college applications. How hard can it be? You know, Josie, I like your positivity. How about this? Even if we don't have prom, let's still take prom pictures together. Yeah, well, I'll meet next week and take pictures. I'll let Daniel know. At least my dress won't go to waste. Honestly, my prom dress was like $150. That's so expensive. Okay, we know you're excited, but you're talking like you're six foot seven right now. Let's bring it down to five foot six. That was a fantastic burn. <laughs> Eight out of ten. Scene three. A week has passed and the group gathers at a local park to take prom pictures together. Plus Daniel. <sighs> the line at Costco is so long. It wraps around the entire block. Everyone's going crazy for toilet paper right now. It's only been a week. I wonder when they're going to enforce the lockdown. It's not like you're going to follow the lockdown anyway. The wind is messing up my hair. We need to take pictures now. How can the wind mess it up with that much gel in it? Yeah, yeah. At least I didn't get a dress off of Wayfair. It's a hand-me-down. I can't wear the same dress that I'm wearing for my debut. Are you going to be able to have your debut? I know we're supposed to be your court, but I don't know what'll happen with COVID. Daniel asks what a debut is. 
It's to celebrate my 18th birthday. It's a Filipino tradition. You didn't know that? Well, that doesn't matter right now. Pictures, now. Okay. Jackie, give me your phone. Why mine? One, it's pictures of you and Kellen. Two, you have the best phone. Okay, here. The two take their pictures. Lexi, could you take ours? Mm-hmm. John and Josie get ready for the pictures. Hand on the waist, John. You have to do hands on the waist. Hand over the shoulder is middle school stuff. <laughs> Jeez, I gotta be careful. You're still 17. Your birthday was literally last month. <laughs> Lexi takes the first photo and continues as the two change their poses. Sorry, bro. I've been to jail before. Can't go again. You've never been to jail. Okay, fine, fine. I've been to a police station. Believable. I can't get into too much trouble until I'm accepted into Long Beach. Maybe a little trouble here and there. Hmm. Josie and John finish taking their photos. I'm the best photographer here. Hand over the phone. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, go take your pictures. Uh, with my boyfriend. When did this happen? <laughs> On the way over here, he picked me up, brought me sunflowers. Your favorite. And then we became official. <laughs> good for you two. Kellen, you better take some good photos. I'm the best photographer known to mankind. Kellen takes photos for Lexi and Daniel. Josie sees an ice cream truck stopped at the sidewalk and runs to catch it. John and Jackie walk to follow her. As John and Jackie are walking in the grass, John missteps into a divot and trips. Oh, are you okay, John? Yes, I told you I'm over Lexi! Uh, well, I'm asking because you just tripped. Uh, oh, oh. Yeah. Hey, I I'm sorry about this COVID thing and your debut. Well, we don't know yet. Nothing's really been enforced in terms of law. It's supposed to be in June, so I'm sure I'll have it. Hopefully. I just saw yesterday that people are buying out stores for toilet paper. Yeah, it's crazy. Sooner or later, they're going to resell hand sanitizer for profit. What have your parents said about COVID? The two arrive as Josie is getting her ice cream. Uh, 2BH, they were a little hesitant of letting me come today. But I guess they felt bad because our senior year is ruined. Honestly, this might be the last time I'm with you all for a while. What? Why? Uh, well, they're starting to take this lockdown thing more seriously. Uh, yeah, yeah, here, have a Choco Taco. Ooh, for me? Choco Tacos are the best. Uh, what do your parents think? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's mine? <laughs> uh, honestly, I got the Choco Tacos for myself, but I forgot you all existed. You know, food does that sometimes. Uh, they haven't really said anything about it yet. I think they're still figuring it out like us. My dad said he might have to start working from home, but he's not entirely sure yet. Uh, I guess it's new for everyone. I wonder how the ice cream man is going to make money with so little people out. Hmm. Better buy from him while you can. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll buy some ice cream. John, do you want anything? On Jackie? <laughs> On Jackie. No Venmo needed. Can I have the, uh, SpongeBob? Uh, I'll just get the others whatever. Get a strawberry shortcake. That's Lexi's fave. The three go back to Kellen, Lexi, and Daniel, who have finished taking photos. After photos, the group change into warmer clothes and spend the rest of their evening at Sunset Beach. At the end of the night, Daniel and Lexi drive home together, Kellen and Jackie drive home together, and Josie and John are headed back to the car. Do you want to chill here a little? We could sit on the lifeguard tower. I feel like we won't be able to be on the beach for a while. Yes! The night is still young! <laughs> Today was fun! It really was!
I want to learn how to surf. Do it. You know, we live in Cali. <laughs> we gotta at least try. Yeah, I'm so down. But COVID. Yeah, you know what I think? What? I think you should stop waiting for everything to be right. If you want to learn how to surf, buy a surfboard and learn how to surf. There never is a perfect moment. There's only now. Yeah, but it's 9.30 p.m. Ugh, why are you such a downer right now? Where's the fun, John? It's because the love of your life is with someone else, huh? She's not the love of my life. But yeah, I guess I don't know. The thing you said about waiting for the right moment, I'm just a hopeless romantic. Uh, sometimes you just have to make impulse decisions. Sometimes a little trouble here and there. <laughs> there you go. You know, sitting at night on a lifeguard tower looking out at the ocean, if we had feelings for each other, some might say it's romantic. The two look each other in the eye. Some might. <laughs> impulse decisions, right? Little trouble here and there. The two lean in, just close enough to kiss. Scene four. Whoa, 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 cut the shit. You kissed Aunt Josie? Don't cuss when your sister is here. <laughs> you kissed Josie? Yeah, Dad, cut the shit. Eileen. Eileen points at Nico. He taught me. You are too young to be using those words. Don't go around yelling that. Okay. John? We didn't kiss. It's okay if you did. It was 20 years ago. We didn't kiss. I couldn't kiss her. That would have been my first kiss, and I didn't want to have it with someone I didn't love. Okay, I, I loved your Aunt Josie, but not in that way. So I am still your first kiss. Of course. Mom is the only person you've ever kissed? Ever? Dad, you were a loser. <laughs> I think it's a sweet story. Okay, well, I'm confused. Why? Well, this was from a week after you stopped going to school. Weren't you restricted from meeting, you know, by law? There was a lag. It kind of enjoyed life for a little bit before I realized that COVID was something to take seriously. Pretty much after that weekend, people truly quarantined for a good month or so. Even though it was important to stay in the house for keeping safe from the virus, people quickly realized the importance of maintaining mental health by actually interacting with people. Yeah, we hung out quite a bit during that summer as long as it was just us. The governor even recommended outdoor activities. We had our own little bubble. Scene 5. June 2020. Kellen and John are waiting for the last wave to surf. Josie gets out of the water and goes to Lexi. Lexi closes the book she was reading. Bro, did something happen between you and Josie? For like the past month, it's been low-key awkward between you two. Um, no! Deadass. Okay, something did happen, but Josie and I agreed not to tell anyone. Dude, you have to tell me. No, we agreed not to talk about it. But I wouldn't lie to you. Okay. Was there a fight? No, I think there's a wave coming. Did she steal something from you? Or something? Yeah, she would. But no. Never take the first wave. The two stay on their boards as the first wave passes under them. What? Did she say she liked you or something? No, bro. You know we're not compatible. She's too reckless. Oh, I'm taking this wave. Well, did y'all kiss or something? W what happened? John just smiles at Kellen. You and Josie kissed? Almost. See ya, bro. What the duck? John surfs the wave in. Josie gets out of the water and walks to Lexi. Ugh, John has been so awkward. He, like, avoids eye contact. That's weird. 
I hope it's not because of that night. What night? Lexi drinks from her water bottle. The day we had prom pictures. After you all left, John and I almost kissed, like lips barely apart. Lexi spits out her water. <laughs> what? Well, I don't know. John was saying something about keeping it a secret or some shit. I thought we were going to kiss, but he stopped before we actually did. How did this happen? Well, it was, it was the mood. And then John said all this crap about not having his first kiss and true love and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, uh, okay, sounds good. Wow. Yeah, he mentioned your name or something, but I don't really remember. Oh. Well, that was months ago, though. Weird. John walks up with his surfboard. Hey, Lexi, do you have my mask? I'm pretty sure it blew away, but I have extras. Here. Kellen walks up. John? Uh, nope. What do you need? Uh, nothing. John and Lexi put their masks on. We're outdoors, you guys. You don't need to keep your masks on. Okay, anti-masker. Hey, I'll put on a mask if people ask me to. I wish Jackie was here. I'm gonna FaceTime her. Jackie answers the FaceTime. Hi! Oh, I miss you guys! Jackie! Rapunzel, we need to get you out! Ugh, I wish I could come out, but COVID. I don't feel safe yet. So, we're never gonna see you. Ugh, I don't know. Maybe until the vaccine comes out. No one knows when the vaccine is going to come out. Yeah, I mean, college is going to be in person for me, so I'll probably see you all before then? You have to see us. Oh, yeah. How was the protest? <laughs> Duck the police! Well, you know, not all police are bad. Oh, we are not going to have this argument again. I know, I know. Kellen didn't go to the protest. Okay, I support Black Lives Matter, but I don't support how every cop is portrayed to be bad. There are black cops too. Yes, we know. There are Asian cops too, and an Asian cop just stood there while George Floyd was murdered. Yeah, it's the system that needs change. Uh... Were people wearing masks at the protest? Uh, not me, but yes. It was a peaceful protest. The police were there to even block off traffic for the protest, which was super helpful, but Duck 12, it's a racist institution. Uh, do you all feel safe out there? Isn't there a protest at Huntington Beach today? Yeah, but we'll probably stay away, just because they're all still in their wetsuits. Well, let's go anyway. There's no shot. Get it? Too soon? <sighs> Zero out of ten. Way too soon, bro. Kellen, please think about what you say before you say it. People like Kellen are why we have no progress. The people in the middle that are complacent with everything. You know, that's what MLK said in his letter from Birmingham, I think. Tough to disagree with King. Yeah, but what do Asian Americans have to do with any of this? Um, obligation as another minority? Honestly, I don't think it matters what race you are. The moment I saw that video, I was pissed off. It made me mad. It's not just supporting another minority. It's supporting another human. It's not supportive when people are looting and vandalizing the communities they're supposed to support. No justice, no peace. I don't know. I guess I don't really understand the merit behind breaking the world we live in. Well, look at your surfboard. What about it? <laughs> it's because you have the ugliest surfboard. No, his fin is chipped. I'm gonna get it replaced. It's a used board. What do you expect? Well, you're going to replace it with the better fin, right? Yeah. When things show faults, you have the opportunity to break it down and replace it, or, I don't know, even fix it. It's the same idea with Black Lives Matter. At least, that's what I think. That concept really goes with anything. Huh. 
I never really thought about it like that. But I don't know. I guess it'll take more for me to understand. But Kel, hate people. Jackie, Jackie? Oh, we lost connection. Kellen does hate people. I love people. Ah, <laughs> uh, darn. I really wish we could see her before she leaves. Yeah, you never know with her parents. Her birthday's in like two weeks. We should surprise her with something. Mm, I don't think her parents would like it very much if we just showed up unannounced. It's okay. She'll be 18 at that point. She's going to be her own adult. We can even use some stimmy money to help her have a mini debut or something. I can just ask her parents. Oh, thank goodness for that stimulus. It bought me my surfboard. But dependents get a stimulus. Oh, no, my dad got it for me. Uh, shouldn't the stimmy be used for better things like, I don't know, maintaining financial stability? Pay off student loans once we're in college? Bro, the government is literally paying for me to go to college. UC Irvine is free. Scene 6. Present day, 2042. Was community college free back then too? Oh, no, but it was still a much more affordable option. So the government was just handing out money? Yeah, the stimulus checks helped with lots of families. Lots of businesses were closing down and people were losing their jobs. Dang, COVID must have sucked. Y'all lost your graduation and everything. Yeah, losing graduation wasn't too big of a deal. Sure, it would have been nice, but it is what it is. But that was just the beginning of COVID. As time progressed, it got less and less severe, until the Delta variant, but it all smoothed out in the end. COVID sounds scary. Have you ever thought about how different your life would be if you didn't have COVID? I'm not so sure if your dad and I would have gotten together if it wasn't for COVID. At first, it was annoying, but we accepted where we were. We couldn't save the world from COVID, but we could learn how to live with it. We made it here, and that's what matters. End scene. End episode four. Thank you, everyone, for participating. And I would like to mention that, once again, as we go into this post-episode conversation, that at no point are you required to perform emotional labor for either our entertainment or our edification, and that you are welcome to walk away at any time if you are uncomfortable with what we are going to be discussing. That said, there was a lot happening here. But do you feel like, to some extent, that this is continuing the theme of looking at the darker aspects of the world that we currently live in to showcase how things could be better. I th yeah, I say yeah. I really appreciated the convo in there where we had the different perspectives in the friend group and they were able to like talk it out. And, you know, it wasn't like anyone changed their mind, but it was nice to have that, you know, just, just the differences because that really shows the nuance of it all. And I think the nuance is what's really important for tackling something dark like that mm -hmm. definitely agreed i also i love that lexi came in like once again with like a really great analogy to sum it all up i was like mm -hmm. yes like the fin it's broken but you replace it or you fix it and with something better and that's like the moral of the stories that like that's what needs to happen and i was like dang yeah 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 that's right lexi you go metaphor queen yes <laughs> And I love that also Jackie is at home FaceTiming because she's scared. Like, yes, that's so, so in line. Like, that's so on brand. And even just to kind of pull from something that you just said, Lisa, even though people disagreed, Kellen once presented with that glorious metaphor because Lexi is the metaphor queen here. He at least 
expressed an interest in learning more to change his mind once he was able to kind of process that. And, you know, so that was even still something positive, despite the fact that everyone looked at things a little differently, there was still some positive forward momentum and some openness to learning about systemic racism and police brutality. I'm really impressed with how articulate Lexi is as a high school senior. Gotta say. I will say just as, as like an, one of those elder millennials that, that, <laughs> that allegedly exist, I, I am extremely impressed in general with the kids that are coming up today. I think that a lot of them, even if the school system is failing, the internet and peer groups are pulling a lot of the weight in showing them that there is a better way and that things are broken. And I, I appreciate the candidness and frankness. I actually have very positive feelings about the up-and-coming generation and what they look to accomplish and the values that they collectively hold. Yeah. Uh, we are looking at Gen Zs, Gen, Gen Zers as yep. these characters. So Yep. It's also shown to be a lot more positive that this is basically a story about a group of friends dealing with a type of generation where all of this came out and talking about their experiences in late 2010s, early 2020s. And it's it's so nice to see them talk it out and, and discuss in a way that's very civil and I, I guess properly done as friends together, like united as one. Yeah, I feel like having a, a friend structure is, is like super important for this kind of thing. If analogy permits... I don't know what I'm doing, but like, I feel like friends are kind of like this and the top, you're, you're kind of, you kind of clash sometimes. The bottom is like, I don't want to call it ignorance, maybe ignorance. Top is enlightenment. And it just goes like this. I don't know what I'm doing, but it's an itsy bitsy like spider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great <laughs> structure. I, Alexi, you might be having a challenger for good analogies. Just saying, watch hey, your back. You know what? Yeah. Cool. Kellen's going to read up and he's going to grow his vocabulary and <laughs> we're fighting. And something that I did appreciate about Kellen as a character is, again, that openness. The fact that the the group helped him, like, explore his values and reevaluate. That was a nice, generally positive note as well, saying that, yeah, people are going to have pretty problematic views, but also learn. I liked that Kellen was not immediately dismissed, that his friends saw that he has a good heart, but didn't possibly understand all of the problems at play. And I like that approach a lot. That speaks very much to the positivity of this piece. Is it both Ian and Angela who are, who are writing this together? Or is it, is it just Ian now? It is whomever is listed as the writer. Okay. At the time. Well, props to them. I just really like how, like, they told Kellen, like, he was, um, he was complacent with himself, but, but they also didn't put him down. And uh, I, I like the complacency that they gave him. I feel like it fits really well with uh, with my character. And so, yeah, just thank you for whoever wrote this, for writing it like that. I do feel like there's a huge missed opportunity. You know, everybody talks about the Black Lives Matter and how important that is, but nobody really talks about Asians dying in San Francisco. Just mentioning that again. I do agree. I was surprised that we didn't touch on, like, the rise in hate crimes against Asians. Like... Definitely central to discuss the Black Lives Matter movement. I just wish there had also been some talk about, uh, like, 
people getting like old Asian ladies getting attacked in the New York subway for no reason and that kind of thing. Or like the fact that some members in the friend group are not Chinese, but I feel like during COVID, a lot of Asians were just seen as Chinese and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. all the hate was directed towards them, you know. Like when they're on the beach, I was just like waiting for a spectator to yell at them to, you know, stop being out because they were Asian. And it didn't happen. And I was like, okay, it's going to happen. But then it didn't. So I, I do feel like there was a, a huge missed opportunity in this episode. Still really good conversations, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It could be different because the setting is SoCal where there is a huge Asian population. So I don't know. I don't know how it's down there because I'm in Northern California. Yeah, I one of those things that I was refraining from saying before the episode was like, oh, I hope I don't have to say Donald Trump anywhere in this because like, <laughs> why would I want that name in my mouth? And then it was the first <laughs> word out of my mouth. So great. <laughs> but yeah, like that whole China virus thing was just, it, it seemed really prevalent, but I think, I don't know, People had lots of different experiences. I know personally, I didn't actually experience a lot of that, even though I was like the only Asian around in a really small, like red town. So I don't know. Things are weird. And I don't want to change the subject, but I do want to change the subject because I want to talk about Josie and John (laughs) and the friend drama going on. That. Completely caught me by surprise. I came out of left field. I was like, whoa, wait, they're they're doing this, but they're not. What shocked me wasn't the fact that we're, I was, I was expecting, holy crap, is there going to be a murder? Nope. It's by the stars. It's Josie and John nearly kissing. I love how you came into this, like, who's going to die tonight? Yeah. Somebody's going to die. And then Josie's like, oh, fun. (laughs) And I'm just like, wow, this is even more shocking. Yeah. No, I was like, Huh? It was very La La Land, a lovely night esque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except that those two actually ended up together at some point. But don't look that far past the metaphor. It's just this one. Are any of those like um, like visual? Just imagining everything like super in super high detail. And it's really fun. It's really fun reading this. So like, yeah, they painted a really good picture. The descriptions uh, make it very easy to paint themselves. And it's I'm trying my best because I can't help but like trying to fight against laughing out loud. My favorite part was how Josie's reason for doing it was just, why not? <laughs> Poor guy didn't have his first kiss and it's up to me. I'm a hero. Like, oh my God. I love that. Just, yeah. And it's still, it's still like... It's very obvious that they don't have feelings for each other. It's just a mood and an impulse. Mm-hmm. And, um, impulse. And then John has a crisis for months over it. <laughs> I can't decide. Like, I what can't. is this? My, I can't. My true love is waiting. And another thing that I thought was a really nice detail is the fact that nobody questions. You know, we, we found out in the last episode that Josie's a lesbian. Nobody questions Josie's lesbianism. I did have a question about that, though, because I thought she was putting that forward as a hypothetical. Oh, if I came out as lesbian, but I don't know if that was, I don't know. I feel like it could be taken either way. It might be ambiguous, but yeah. if even if that's the case, it's 
not a thing. No one thinks, oh, your lesbianism is, is compromised because you almost kissed a dude. Like, right. I love that. It's just accepted that yeah, sexuality is fluid. Sometimes you can kiss a dude, but still only like ladies. You know, I love that. Yeah. Um, John was just going through like mental troubles, just figuring out what am I doing with my life? <laughs> and here I am just laughing. Ah, you poor fool. This is rich and delicious. Also, I want to say right from the start of the episode, I was so shocked when they were like, they took, they took a while to get to COVID. They're like the big thing of 2020. And they're like, what? Oh, that. I was like, whoa. Okay. So in this future, COVID has really just faded into the background. And I really, really hope that's true. I have a hard time. Well, I mean, obviously, because we're still kind of in the thick of it. But I have a really hard time thinking that in like, what, 15 years or so, 15, 20 years, I'm going to be like, oh, what happened in 2020? And COVID would not be the first thing that popped up. That's I have a hard time putting myself in that mindset, but I really hope that's what happens. What if the people in this universe by ENO like just just hate it so much the feel feel like the hatred that they just loathing that they decided to repress memories of it. They they, they start saying like Donald Trump or George Floyd or uh, Chadwick Boseman's death, and then COVID came later. What if they hate it so much that they refuse to remember it? Like repressed memories? Carl, yeah. we ever, ever, ever with trauma. dark takes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I do think it sounds more like it was like so normalized and like so many things probably changed because of the need to make things accessible that maybe it's just like there's more accessibility or online stuff in the future that's just like it started there so it became normal mm-hmm. mundane even mm-hmm. well in fairness it did fade into our background of our lives pretty quickly once we just kind of realized that oh it's going to be more than just a couple of weeks <laughs> it's the new normal mm-hmm. I, I still wear masks now because i'm like well i learned how good they are with allergies you know, that's my new normal. Ooh, there is one thing I'm a little mad at Josie for. Apparently she went to that protest but didn't wear a mask. I was like, Josie, no. <laughs> and they haven't been. The vaccine isn't out yet at this point in the story. Josie, what are you doing? <laughs> Sorry, I was just like internally <laughs> screaming. I yeah. was like, no, I did it. I was like, Josie, you did it? That's okay. Jackie's yelled at her for you. <laughs> I'm sure Jackie did. Thank you. And I was oh, surprised about that, too, Jackie. because the mm-hmm. protests were doing a very good job of making sure yeah. one wore masks. Like, yeah. A lot of those protests were self-policing. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. You're, they're you're, very you're responsible. Going. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's why, so, from what I understand, there was only like a 1% <laughs> spike from the mm. BLM protests. Uh, I know of in Seattle, it was just a 1% spike, if at all, compared to more events that had less, fewer masks. People knew the risks, yeah. Uh, just curious, um, did anybody go to one of those protests? I didn't live near one. Yeah, no. me either. Oh, I didn't either. No. I was unable to make it, but I had a lot of friends that were present. Um, and I usually, like, give them money for water and, and things like that or for bail funds. But uh, wasn't, I was not able to be physically present. But does anyone have any final thoughts before we sign off for the evening? My thoughts were, John, you devil, this is getting rich. And then they stopped halfway and it's just like, oh, you disappoint me. But <laughs> Carl's disappointed. John, you chickened out. Uh, how dare you? And I voice you? What is this? 
Oh, but that's it's fun. <laughs> I really felt for these kids. I mean, I graduated college in 2020, so like, and my brother graduated high school in 2020, so like, he didn't get his prom. He didn't get his final show choir shows, or you know, like he got he got graduation and he got to give his speech, but it was like in the summer, so like, there's just so much you miss out on. Hold Cuts is based on an original idea by our writing producer Declan Brogan. Music by Vincenzo Torciello. How'd You Survive the 21st Century is written by Ian O. We do this every Saturday on Twitch at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Every Tuesday, the videos are posted to YouTube and our audio will be available on all streaming platforms. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Platform Prodco, P-L-A-T-F-O-R-M-P-R-O-D-C-O, and Give us a little subscribe on Twitch now that we are affiliates. Thank you so much for your time and we will see you next Saturday.